All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Third Degree Podcast. I'm Art Morrison III, your host for today. And today's topic, uh, today's topic, you know, we literally, it's going back and forth in my head whether I wanted to continue to give like solid, actual, um, tangible value in regards to business strategies and just life, life hack strategies, or if I wanted to go the motivational route because I had a very eye-opening weekend from a business perspective and just from overall life perspective i'm still uh i don't know still feeling the feeling the um side effects of turning 31 right like your mind's real open like you're officially really into 30 um did i even mention my birthday on here i think i did in the last episode but either way birthday was january 16th today is monday january 25th coming up on the end of the month um, and like I said, I'm, I'm feeling the side effects of being 31, eye-opening experiences daily um, as I start to look into the future and look at what my life is going to be like for the rest of my life, which sounds dramatic, but um, it's actually not when you consider how how fast time moves and how you know quickly time flies. And next thing you know, your goals become your reality or or don't become your reality and you start becoming complacent and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, I was going back and forth between giving you guys a hard strategy for today, uh, but I'll probably save that for the next episode. Might even record it tonight for next week, but I wanted to share my car rental um, strategy leveraging the Turo app, car rental strategy. That's going to be a fun one. Everyone loves that. Um, almost a year ago, I tweeted about it, and it, it kind of went crazy. Uh, but before we go into that, um, it's kind of a segue. Basically, I'll just fill you in on how my weekend went. Uh, this weekend, you know, my, my youth basketball organization, Above Maximum Basketball, shout out Above Max B-Ball on Instagram. But anyway, this business is seven years old, just turned seven years old on December 9th in 2020. And uh, uh, this weekend, we had a basketball tournament. We had um, a tournament and training. I host weekly trainings on Sundays. So, um, you know, everything went well, but last week, I can't remember what I recorded episodes on or what I didn't record episodes on, but I think I mentioned on one of the episodes I was considering retiring, like legit quitting coaching basketball and just folding the company because I wasn't happy with the 2020 financials. Despite the pandemic and despite everything, I just wasn't happy with it. It didn't seem like it was worth my time. Um, in comparison to what all of my other business ventures made in 2020, uh, more pandemic proof business models, um, you know, business models that just take less of my physical presence and energy than coaching basketball. Uh, so, you know, that was already on the back of my mind, but this, this weekend, so obviously I opted not to retire. Um, instead I said, listen, I'm not going to fold the business. I got to just retire myself. So I, got, I should stop using the term retire. Um, I was actually going to dissolve the business, like, or maybe not dissolve it, but I was just going to like stop conducting business and just, I don't know, maybe when I have a kid and I'm more passionate about training again, I can start back up or whatever. That's not what this episode is about. Right. So I had this consideration and what I decided to do was, you know, keep the business, but just retire myself out or scale myself out. Meaning even if the business broke even, but i did not do any work, zero work at all. It's a successful business. It's a cash flowing business that provides opportunity to other people, whether it be my coaches, my admin, uh, the businesses that I, that I partner with for my 
back office, uh, you know, so many, the kids I affect, obviously, which is really where the passion is. So I, I made that decision to focus on scaling it online and then the in-person business kind of just removing myself from it um, because it's actually becoming unfair to me and my family because of how much time I was spending in the business. So that was a week and a half ago. And that's when the thought process of scaling and doing things bigger first started bubbling in, in my soul. It was like, all right, we're seven years in, you've been making the same amount of money on this company for three to four years in a row. This was supposed to be the breakout year 2020, but there was a pandemic. So you made roughly the same amount of money that you always make, um, which I'm sure without the pandemic, we probably would have even close to doubled that. But there was a pandemic. So, you know, you can't say if or what, like this is this is what happened. So um, I started looking at myself in the mirror and pointing out the flaws, not just in the business, but in myself as a leader, as a CEO, as a visionary of the business. I said, okay. Uh, you know what was my fault in this la- last seven years that has this business steady and stable, certainly stable, definitely can count on this business all day, every day. Um, so that's a good thing, but at the same time, it's a bad thing, right? Steady and stable when you're trying to scale and grow isn't necessarily like like the best thing you want to hear. So what did I do wrong that like has this company essentially? I don't flatlining. Flatlining is bad. It's like you die when your heart beats flat lines, but we're not talking about heartbeat. We're talking about like, like scaling up, right? Like a line chart. So like, we're like flatlining, like we're making the same money every year, almost virtually every month. We have some hot months, but like it's the same hot months every year. So anyway, why is that so? So I started studying deep into the numbers and deep into like my actions. And I realized it's because I'm, I was always putting a ceiling, always putting a ceiling on the business, always putting a ceiling on the concept of it. And then anytime I had a bigger idea, I still was looking at it like a big idea for a small company, as opposed to like my real estate company or my other companies where like everything that we do is just so big. Um, And if I looked at them with the same mentality, then my basketball company would inevitably grow much larger. So uh, instead of teaching a Turo strategy or a life hack strategy of, of renting your cars out for extra cash flow, that'll be next episode. Today, I wanted to touch on uh, more of a motivational episode. Uh, I was thinking about titling it Go Hard or Go Home or Do It Big or Don't Do It At All or something like that. But basically, long story short, after I had this epiphany with my company and I decided to keep it, we started taking major steps forward in hiring and changing the way in which we do business that doesn't involve me or my my girlfriend um, or really anyone in my household at all to free up our time and turn the business into a cash flowing machine similar to my rental car company or my rental properties um, owned by my real estate company, right? So uh, we, we made that change. And after we made the change, I actually had another realization. And the realization was that all of my businesses ultimately have a ceiling on them. So, like, even if you look at my real estate business, for example, yeah, we do great things. We make good money, but there's still like a ceiling um, applied by me, of course, right? Like it's not an external thing, it's internal. Um, but there's a ceiling that I put on all my businesses almost to make the goals of the business more attainable. Uh, I come from a family that comes from, you know, the bottom, uh, 
definitely below the poverty line. I wouldn't say poor. Like we were never homeless. I never like lived on the street or whatever. Uh, but definitely below the poverty line. Definitely like you know hand me downs. Like you, know, you got a pair of sneakers twice a year, um, unless somebody outside the family you know, wanted to buy you sneakers, you know, like you went school shopping that one time a year and next September you was getting clothes again, which all this I thought was fairly normal until, you know, um, I got older and realized, oh, like this is not how other people's, you know, families are, right? Like, um, so anyway, being from where I'm come from, it's very easy to, so it's motivation to grind and get out of that, which Obviously, I applied. I used basketball to go to college and to play overseas and then create this platform and, you know, coach basketball, but then use my experience from that business to grow other businesses and all that, right? So that was like my means of getting out. But now that I'm out, I started finding myself in a place of like complacency. So for people who are listening to this, um, I guess I'll jump to the point now, even though we're nine and a half minutes in, people who are listening to this, you know, do it big or don't do it at all. So uh, we were talking about the basketball company first, and I realized, yo, like we just simply haven't hired enough coaches, right? We simply haven't, um, even though we weren't happy with our profits, like we actually haven't spent enough money. So we actually like hurt ourselves by like holding back on how much we invested into the company, ultimately not making more money through the company because of the lack of an investment in it. Um, and And we tried to make up for the, actual cash investment into the company we tried to make up for it in like physical um and and presence and like elbow grease energy sweat equity um but it's the dumbest business to put sweat uh sweat equity in because you know we're making 100 200 dollars an hour at this company which i mean if you're listening to this that probably sounds good to you um and it sounds good when you say per hour, but as a business and as an owner of a business and as an entrepreneur who owns several businesses, there's no way I can be anywhere for a hundred lousy dollars an hour, right? Especially when you're talking about a hundred dollars an hour profit, meaning you really made, you know, let's say 300 bucks. And by the time you paid your staff, you're down to 200. And by the time you paid the venue, you're down to 100, right? And then like, that's not even to mention your recurring expenses, marketing, you know, backend stuff. Right. So it's a lot of work that goes into that hundred. It's not like show up to work and make a hundred bucks an hour. It's a different kind of hundred dollars an hour, which, you know, up until a couple of years ago when I started other businesses, I, that's when I realized the value of like that time, uh, that time per or a dollar per hour. Like when you break it down like that, like what's really worth your time and what's not. So my other businesses, I started looking at them basically with the same criticism. And I realized that my real estate company, right? Like we were doing, I, I kept running the numbers basically to see like, I right, how much is our mortgage? You know, I, I, if I want to drive this car, how much is, you know, um, how much do I need to make through this company or this asset in order to drive this car? And I probably can attain the car faster if I, if I, uh, you know, get a used one. And then like, well, you know, people have jobs, so like we could stay in one place and, um, you know, run our businesses and have a nice life here and be stable. Like I, I went to five high schools when I was younger, right? Like, um, yeah, two different 
I think I was in one middle school, but long story short, my family moved a lot when I was younger due to instability, right? And my girlfriend's the same. So we're always about stability, stability, stability. Mind you, the people around us are always like stability, 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 because that's like all we know. We'll do anything for stability, even work a job that we hate every day for 40 hours of our week, enjoy the weekend, and then repeat, and then, you know, ask permission of another adult, you know, when we can travel and all that. And again, I'm not pooping on the, the corporate trap or like corporate America or nine to five world, it's just not for me. And these are the reasons why. Like some of this stuff I'm probably saying there, and some of you guys are probably like, all right, bro, like what's wrong with that? But for me, it just it wasn't for me. So, but the stability part is always attractive. So I was applying a ceiling to all my businesses um, and, and weighing stability heavier than heavier than anything, which ultimately started getting confused for complacency, right? And like, simplicity. And so I had this epiphany once I hit 31. I was like, man, when I was a kid, training hard in basketball, waking up early mornings, like really working, saying I wanted to go, um, well, I wanted to play basketball for a living. My goal was never to play overseas. My goal was never to play division two. My goal was always to go to the NBA, play division one, be the best player in the state, be recognized nationwide. And I actually never achieved any of those things, but because my goals were there, I landed where I landed, which was a, Div- a Division II player playing basketball overseas and so on and so forth. You already know my story. Uh, so it's like, yo, I never, when, when did my dreams and my goals start to become complacent and chase stability, right? Like that, that isn't what got me here. And then even bigger than that, when I was a kid having those dreams, like why did I want to play in the NBA, right? Like, like why was it? Was it the fame? Was it basketball? I'd be lying to you if I said it was honestly either of those. Yeah, I wanted to play in the NBA because I wanted to make money. I wanted to be rich and do what I want as I wanted when I wanted. Like that was always the goal. When I closed my eyes that night and daydream, I had a super nice car that nobody else had. And I dressed fly and I had jewelry and I had a beautiful wife and I had a, a big house where I wanted it to be by a beach somewhere. Like th- these were my dreams when I closed my eyes. And I started feeling myself recently tossing away those dreams for a different dream, like like the American dream. Like all my bills are paid, you know, like live to pay bills and die, leave some money to your kids. Like, and it started getting real stale and I started losing motivation in all my other businesses. So, um, you know, I wanted to share this motivational kind of story of my slip in mindset. Um, because you know, I know I'm not the only one who is experiencing this feeling, um, whether it's your 31st birthday and you're going through this weird stage as well, you're tapping into like adulthood, adulthood, and you're like, oh, man, like, is this where I wanted to be at 30? Because, okay, cool, we can relate there. But uh, even if you're not, I'm sure we all go through stuff on a daily that's like, oh, man, like, how did I get into this this cycle to where I'm all of a sudden easier pleased or, like, easily satisfied? Um, so anyway, yo, this is like podcast is 50% for, for you, 50% for me to, like, re- revive my goals. But... I called my girlfriend today. She was coming in from Houston. She got off the flight and we spoke for like 30 minutes. I was explaining to her. I'm like, man, we got to like, like, and again, this is going to sound, I don't really care how it sounds. I got to stop doing that too. It's part of my birthday resolution. But like my girlfriend drives a C-class Mercedes Benz. I drive a GLE, which is like, if you know Mercedes, C is, there's like A, CLA, and then there's C. C's like, you know, like, like kind of entry, those first two. Then there's like E. Um, 
some other letters that are like basically like, like upper middle class, right? And then there's like the S class and like, you know, the GLS and like the, the SL coupe and like there's different, right? Those are like the upper, those are like the Benzes you see in music videos, right? So like, boom, I have a GLE and an E class. My girlfriend has a C class. And I'm like, yo, we, like for the life that we have right now, mind you, we are entrepreneurs. We control every minute of our lives. We own our home. We own several homes. We own, like, you know, like we're, we are in control completely, which is like, I'll never trade that for the world. But we're living right now, like in my hometown, um, you know, she drives a C class, I drive an E class. And I said to her, I said, yo, we could have both got nine to five jobs, like locally, if this, if this was going to be our life, like this ain't it. This isn't like what I dreamed when I was younger. This doesn't match 12 year old arch dream. I think it's important that we like always go back, go back and revisit that dream like that, that you had at 10, 11, those goals, like go back and revisit those and say like, okay, is this, does my life, is it headed on that path? Is it on that trajectory or is it there now? Like, do I need to set new goals? And in doing that, I realized like, yo, this was not, this was not the goal. And worse than me not being at where my goal is. Cause like, okay, if you're not where your goal is, that means you probably set a pretty hefty goal, which is good. That's a good thing. But the trajectory, I felt myself off path. I felt myself getting complacent with where I am now. And it's like, yo, my goal was not to drive like entry-level used Benzes and live in a, you know, like a house in my hometown, like of of moderate size, like like starter home energy, like that, yo, that wasn't the goal. The goal was to drive big cars, have a big house and live where I wanted to live. You know what I mean? Like loft overlooking the city or or somewhere you know, by a beach, beach in the backyard energy. Like that was the goal, right? And so it's my work ethic. Um, and I won't even say that because my work ethic is crazy, but like are my strategies aligning with that goal? And what I found out quickly when I asked myself those questions was like, yo, you no, your strategies aren't aligning with that goal. They just simply aren't, right? If I look at my real estate business and I, I love this podcast and where it's going right now because it's so transparent. This is all like real-time thought. Like this is, conversation that was had today about my actual businesses. So you guys are getting a glimpse into my mind and actually where my business and life is. So don't make fun or judge, I guess. It's my podcast, so it should be a judge-free zone. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, Yo, my strategies and my, like, they have to match the goal. So like for my real estate business, for example, I said we wanted to, you know, flip 10 houses and have X amount of houses uh, by the time I'm a certain age and this and that we're doing great things don't get me wrong but when i look at the real heavy hitters in the industry and the people who i'm learning from the people who are mentoring me or the people who inspired me within the real estate business yo like their goals is like 50 flips 20 flips a year 50 100 flips right their goal isn't like my goal for this year was to add five more doors to my like you know to my rental portfolio like right now we have five units i, I wanted to go to 10 units by 2021 and it was like, yo, like 10 units is your goal, bro. You could get to 20 units with one purchase if your strategy is right. But you're not going to get there if you're only trying to get 10 doors. And the reason why I started setting these little goals, these tiny goals, were because, and again, no disrespect to anyone else, they're tiny goals for me because this is my industry. So apply something else for you. I don't want anybody to feel crazy because 10 apartments is, is my goal and I'm saying it's small. Uh, but like, yo, 
the reason why I started setting these small goals was because they were obtainable and they fit my current lifestyle. So it was like, oh man, if I want to be able to spend $2,000 a month on shopping freely without worrying and go on a vacation, then boom, I know 10 doors will get me that. So let's shoot for 10 doors. As opposed to thinking even bigger and saying, okay, 20 doors. And then now if you fail at 20, but you land at 15, you exceeded your need. And it was a bad habit for like two years, almost three years where I set goals this way. So I, it was almost setting me up for like never being satisfied because I was always like barely making it to where my goal was instead of like absolutely crushing it and blowing it out the water and creating life-changing events for myself. So I've done a good job creating control. I've done a good job like growing my businesses. But I've done a terrible job of uh, creating a bag, which is like, um, Kate hates this term, but B-H-A-G, big, hairy, audacious goal. Goals that make people uncomfortable. I have not done my job as a visionary CEO, leader of the household of setting or creating a bag. Big, hairy, audacious goal. Yo, your goals got to be big, hairy, and audacious and make even your current self uncomfortable or it's not a good enough goal. Now, don't get me wrong. Your goal should be to a certain level obtainable. I think your goal should have many goals within it. But we got to always remember our big goal. So even if your goal is no longer what your goal or dreams were when you were 11, 12 years old, it should be damn near close. It still should be big, hairy, and audacious, right? It, it still needs to be a goal that pushes you every day and motivates you every day, or else you're going to find yourself complacent like me turning 31. And I have no regrets really in my life, but flirting with the line of regret, flirting with the trajectory of living a regretful life. So I wanted to share this with you guys. It's not as exciting as an episode, but I'm sure there's somebody out here uh, that needed to hear this or hear this short story. Set big goals for yourself. Um, you know, go hard or don't go at all. Go hard or don't go at all. I was literally like, yo, it's time for me to get a new car. And I was online shopping for like a, um, man, this episode is going to sound crazy. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, uh, I'm shopping for my, the car that I want is a Range Rover. So I'm shopping for like, it's 2021 now. So I'm shopping for like a 2018, 2019 Range Rover, right? I'm using like that strategy of like, okay, if you buy it used, there's no negative equity in it and blah, blah, blah. And it's that it's like, yo, for three or $400 a month, like, why wouldn't I just get a brand new one? You know what I mean? Like, like and I'm not even talking about money. Why? Like, I, I'm sure you're listening to this and you're like, well, you're being financially responsible. Like, yeah, I know. I know the answer to the question, but my point is like, why isn't my goal a new one? Like, why isn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, why, why, why even penny pinch two, three hundred dollars a month on, on a car payment when the car that I actually want came out in 2021. But I'm shopping for the used version for what? Why? Like I'm an entrepreneur. It's not like I have to match it with like a salary. Why? Like I, I'm the one who creates money out of thin air as an entrepreneur. So if I know I have that ability, why am I is it doubt? Am I doubting this ability? Am I creating a ceiling for myself? Am I being like like why is the point? If someone can explain to me why, then I'll go back and I'll change this whole episode. But I couldn't come up with a why. I would set a goal for my new car this year, my 31st year, to be a three-year-old used version of the car that I actually want. It, it makes no sense. 
Same thing with setting the goals of apartments that I want or flips that I want. Like, Why wouldn't my goal be 20 flips? If my goal was 20 flips, I'm going to go a certain amount of hard to achieve that goal. And even in a tough year, I'm getting 10 flips, right? Which is like a goal within the goal. But for your ultimate goal to be 10 flips, I literally was like, yo, if we can do 10 flips a year for the next 10 years, then our salaries could be this much, babe. Like that was actually a meeting and a plan that we had. Like if we can do 10 flips a year and we have our 10 units, we don't really need to buy any more units. That'll put put us at this much a month. Then my basketball company makes this much a month and that's how much we'll make a month and we'll be able to cover our mortgage and go on this many vacations a year and blah, blah. It was like probably the most mediocre I felt in years. And it was all because I wasn't setting big enough goals. Like it starts there. Like it could get deeper than that, like where I am in life and my past and all that. But like screw all that, it all started with my goal setting and my goal simply wasn't big, hairy and audacious. Maybe I'll use that for the title. How to chase your bag. I like that. How to chase your bag. B-H-A-G. And then in parentheses, big, hairy, audacious goal. Yep. Boom. It's done. How to, how to chase your bag. How to get to your bag. How to create a bag. One of those guys. That's going to be the title. So look, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it was what you needed to hear on this Monday morning. Yo, chase that bag. Big, hairy, audacious goal. Write it on your whiteboard. Put it up on your fridge. Put it in your notepad. Put it as your phone screen. Like, yo, set big goals. There's so many ways for us to be successful nowadays, right? It doesn't have to end with where you are now, right? There's always room for growth for all of us. And I wish everyone the best of luck. And I can't wait to hop back on this podcast and say, yo, guys, look, I set this crazy goal back on my 31st birthday. And here we are a year later. And I doubled the goal or whatever the case. I can't wait. So um, listen, don't forget. I should have said this in the beginning. Don't forget to follow third degree podcast on Instagram, always posting some gems and jewels and cool content from the podcast behind the scenes stuff and all that on that page. My personal page, Art Morrison, the third shoot it a follow, follow my journey. Hold me accountable. If you listen to this podcast, I just let you in on some deep stuff about my life. So hold me accountable in the comments, DMS. I'm very open. Unless you get disrespectful, then I got to block you. But uh, yeah, everyone enjoy your night. I'm watching some football. So I wanted this to be a nice, quick and easy podcast. Ended up going 10 minutes longer than I wanted it to be, but I wanted to make sure I shared context for you all with that motivational spiel about chasing your bag. Yeah, chasing. Chasing comes off the tongue. Chasing your bag. Big, hairy, audacious goal. Go big or go home. Uh, Or do it big or don't do it at all. Go hard or go home. Go big or go home. You get it. All those cliche sayings. Uh, Best of luck. Share your goals, too, in the DMs, man. Let's share stories. Like, let's motivate each other. Let's build. Let's start a community around this thing. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Again, my name is Art Morrison III, your host of the Third Degree Podcast. Follow us, uh, follow us on Instagram at Third Degree Podcast. Peace and love, all you guys. I'll catch you next week.